podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. You know, my picks my picks didn't turn out nearly as bad as I thought you they did. You ended up having the best week. And you know what I should have done? I should have bet on it. I should have bet on mybookie.com, you know? You know what I'm saying? Mybookie.ag. Mybookie. Dot the best bet. Dot AG. <laughs> my bad. I got it wrong, but... Guys, if you're going to be betting anywhere this season, do it at MyBookie. Um, they're the best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online. Their mobile site super easy. When you win, they pay. It's that simple. You can do in-game betting. Uh, they have the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. You better bet the over on Patrick Mahomes' fantasy points. Yeah, I'm starting, I'm starting to wish that we had a Chiefs podcast. But, um, guys, if you go ahead and join MyBookie now, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar for up to $1,000 plus $25 if you use our promo code, promo code, code, promo code. These live reads are much tougher. Boys25, that's capital B-O-I-S, 25. Visit MyBookie today. All right, Scott, we are recording now, so this is, this is for real. This is for real. We're, get, we're in the pod. The pod is going on right now. So... Tell everyone where we're coming to first off. We are at our a place that is very dear to our hearts. My it's, spiritual home. It's our favorite brewery in Kansas City. This is our first time ever recording here, I believe. We've, we've talked about it a ton. Um, we've actually talked about starting a podcast from this place before this was even a thing. Yeah. We um, talked about Bosco's Boys at this location before it was even a twinkle in our eyes. And our Tuesdays, my Tuesdays are open now, so we're going to be here indefinitely on that's, Tuesdays. That's which is Double Shift Brewery. Which is great news, Double Shift Brewery. Come check it out. Uh, it's down in the crossroads, and it's the best. We love it. Um, Beer of the Pod. Uh, yes. You know, I, I'm sipping on Tessellation IPA. This is their flagship IPA, and I have to tell you all, I think this is Kansas City's IPA. I don't think that there is a better, you know, as our friend Travis Tannehill would say, Indian Pale Ale from not India. <laughs> but I don't think there's a better IPA that is consistently brewed in Kansas City. There, there are a lot of great breweries. There's a lot of good IPAs. But if you are bringing someone to town and they say, I want the best everyday IPA that Kansas City has to offer, it's Tessellation. Yes, Tessellation is great. That's what I'm sipping on as well. It's very good. Again, come down to Double Shift. It's it's so damn good. You will not you will not regret it. But uh, moving on. Yeah, before we kick it over to our primers for the week, I want to talk to you guys about something that's very near and dear to my heart. And that's Fatty Fest. This is a an amazing charity event that's going to be going on in Manhattan on October 20th. And it's a benefit that's going to all the proceeds are going to go to Hale Library's first floor renovation. 
Uh, this is in memory of my good friend, Juan Fatty Al-Khatib. He was a great K-Stater. Some would say maybe the best K-Stater. Um, everyone remembers him from the glory day of message boards, Fatty for KSU, and a bunch of other different names. But his biggest contribution maybe to the K-State fandom is the birth of K-State football on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, first off, I question if you're really a cat. Uh, but if you haven't, you have my permission Hit pause, go to YouTube, watch it right now. And now that you guys all have seen it, uh, Fatty Fest this year is going to be three great events. It's starting off at 11 a.m. in City Park at the Rose Garden. There's going to be a scavenger hunt. This is a brand new addition to the event, and it's going to be awesome. There's going to be puzzles. There's going to be feats of strength and folly. It's, it's, a, it's an all-ages event. It's going to be awesome. Tickets can be purchased in advance at fattyfund.org. After that, there is going to be my personal favorite part of this, the trivia event. It's going to be hosted by Jeff Cruiser. It's going to be just like Trivia Smackdown down in Annie Mays. If you, Ooh, I yeah, like that. It's, it's amazing. Um, if anyone has been to Annie Mays or been to Trivia Smackdown, they know how quickly space... Uh, you know, is taken up. So be sure to go to fattyfun.org and get your team in now. Um, also, while that's going on, there's going to be a silent auction. Uh, back in the day, I actually bought a Coors Light neon sign that hung up on the wall of my senior year uh, house with all my buddies. So it's an amazing time. Uh, and remember, <laughs> all proceeds for this from the silent auction, all the tickets, it all goes towards Hale Library's first floor expansion project. Uh, so make sure you get out there. If you're a Royals fans, I know they always have some great tickets for the following year. Um, I think in the past they've had courtside tickets to the KUK State basketball game. There's a, it's an amazing event. Uh, you know, it's put on by the guys over at goema.com, Cat Kid. These are great folks. I can't, I can't explain how much fun this is. I've been to three of these events. Sadly, we won't be able to go this year because it falls on the same date as my little brother's bir- er, wedding, not birthday, wedding. But yeah, we would who, skip that. Yeah, it can't, it can't, can't get away with that. But here's the thing. If any college students are listening to this, if – you can get a team of five college students. If you get to me, slide into the DMs, Scott Wildcat, or the Bosco's Boys account. There's a group of five college kids. I personally, out of my own wallet, will pay for your trivia team. So the first group of college kids, you have to be a current student at K-State. If you want to get in on this trivia contest, let me know, and I will sponsor you. Um, but, again, go to fattyfun.org or hit up uh, you know, goema.com. They'll have all the information for you. Yeah, guys, get out there. It's for a good cause, and you're going to have a great time. Um, now let's kick it to our primers. Um, Tyler King from Texas and Grant Nicholson from K-State. Three, two, one. Hey, everyone. It's Tyler King from the Armchair All-Americans and the Royal Standard Podcast, and I'm here to give you your Texas primer for this Saturday's matchup between the Wildcats and the Longhorns. All right, so Texas to this point of the season is 3-1. and one. Maryland did not expect that to happen. Knew it'd be close. They blew it. They let Maryland take the lead, get the energy in the in the fourth quarter, and the offense is just not built to come from behind. Tulsa, they did their best to choke that game away. Uh, came out with a win, and then the, the next the previous two weeks, USC and TCU, completely different team than what we saw the first two weeks. Defense is playing really well. They're forcing teams to throw the ball. 
which the secondaries become a very key part of this team, a, a strength of this team so far. Um, and the offense has controlled the, the clock and controlled the possession. They, they're running the ball well. They're making uh, passes. They're getting key third downs. They're converting. Um, and they're doing a really good job. USC uh, was a tight game for the first half. Second half, Texas put it away, got, out, got on them early, and got away. This past week against TCU, it's kind of a back-and-forth game. Neither offense really was doing much. Texas started the game, I believe, 0 for 9 on third downs. They finished like 7 of 8. And there's really a tell of two halves for the offense. Second half, they were converting a lot of third downs. First half, it was just real dry. But that was the thing was just don't turn over the ball. Let's give it back to the defense, and we'll stop them. You know, we'll get our we'll get our points when we can. Um, and, and they were able to do that. Um, Sam Ellinger has been a really good, consistent plus game manager, I should say. Um, he's done a really good job managing the game and making plays and, and doing a little bit more. It would be like it would be nice to see him um, use his legs a little bit more, which is why, which is the X factor between him and Shane Bouchel. Um, but the biggest thing was the the wide receivers were the difference in the offense last week. Colin Johnson, Kerr has seven catches. Lil Jordan Humphrey had the touchdown in the fourth quarter that put it away. Um, and then the defense. Caden Stearns is an absolute ball hawk at safety, true freshman. He had two interceptions uh, against TCU. Um, overall, the defense had uh, four takeaways, I believe. Uh, and, and a couple of them were big because they were after the offense just sputtered. They weren't doing much. Uh, one turnover came after we went for it on fourth down, uh, just right at, right around the 50, and uh, didn't get it. And a couple plays later, defense got the ball back. So it was real nice. They're they're getting takeaways at the right time. Um, yeah, the strength of this team is running the ball right now. They're running the ball really well, um, well enough to be able to pass the ball off of it. Um, it it's a really well balanced offense. Tom Herman's done a good job of really calling plays that fit this, uh, the identity of this offense. And if you don't know, Tom Herman is calling plays. He took over calling plays the second quarter of Maryland. So um, he's been, this is Kansas State will be his uh, fourth full game that he's calling plays. And you can tell he's starting to get into the rhythm of it um, and when to call different things. And it's nice to see that we have that Texas has an offense that's really moving. Weakness. We don't have a game-changing quarterback, maybe. Um, he hasn't. The, the thing is, we haven't asked him to, but I don't know if he can yet. Um, other than that, maybe the defense not getting a great pass rush. We have to blitz a lot to get a pass rush. Um, keep on each side of the ball. I think it's only on offense. Uh, you know, anyways. I mean, if, if he can not, if he can limit turnovers, run the ball well. If Texas, if he carries the ball more than ten times, Texas is undefeated. Um, and if Texas as a whole carries has forty carries in the game, they're undefeated under Tom Herman. So um, he's the key on the offense, defense. I'm gonna go with Caden Stearns because he's him really actually him and Brandon Jones because they're gonna play a key role against uh, Kansas State with this the offense that they run where there's a lot of QB run, there's a lot of uh, misdirection. So. The safeties are going to play a big role because I know they played a big role last year. Um, aspect of the game that's most important for Texas, mistake-free football. 
I mean, that, that's all they got to do because when you play Kansas State, they're going to take advantage of your mistakes, and they're not going to turn the ball over. Um, I know it's maybe a different Kansas State team this year, but it's the it, it's Bill Snyder. I'm not gonna not gonna dis- discredit them at all. I mean, it's I it's Kansas State. I'm always gonna be worried about it when they go to Manhattan. They haven't won since uh, 2002, I believe. So um, that's the only time Texas has ever beaten Kansas State in Manhattan. So um, it'll be interesting to see, um, and it'll be a fun one. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. This has been Tyler King from the Royal Standard. Back to you, Scott. What's up, Boneheads? This is Grant Nicholson, who you might know as the censored Michael Sarahhead on Twitter with K-State Hot Takes, or you might not know me at all, and that's okay. The Wildcats fell this week into 2-2 two and two on the season's wins against South Dakota and UTSA, being overshadowed by blowout losses to Mississippi State and now West Virginia to open up Big 12 play. The 35-6 loss on Saturday was the first time the Wildcats failed to get into the end zone since October 17, 2015, 55-0 blowout loss to OU and Baker Mayfield. Kansas State looked like they might have a puncher's chance early on Saturday, turning the Mountaineers over twice on their first two possessions, but the offense continued their early season struggles, failing to get any sort of momentum going and didn't even cross midfield until the third quarter. The biggest miscue obviously coming for the offense late in the second quarter when the Wildcats, down only seven points, were facing a fourth and one from their own 43-yard line. And rather than run the ball right up the middle to convert or punting the ball away, they decided to run the option, and instead of gaining a yard, lost four, gave Will Greer and the Mountaineers a short field and two late second quarter scores going into halftime to effectively put the game away at 21-0. Leading into our strengths and weaknesses, the strength for the Wildcats has probably been the fact that the defense has not looked nearly as disappointing as the offense. While the defense hasn't been as good maybe as the Wildcats would have hoped coming into the season, it has been pretty good. They've only allowed one extra point per game this season than they did all of last season. Last year is 25 points per game allowed. This year, just a hair over 26 points per game allowed. So the defense, not as good as last year, but right there, they faced two pretty good offenses uh, in Mississippi State and West Virginia who put up big numbers against them with a lot of weapons out there and athletes, which K-State has not had a ton of in recent years. The weakness leads me to the offensive side of the ball. It's really been the whole offense. Just one touchdown against Power 5 competition coming against Mississippi State and really a failure to establish an identity, something I'm sure that you guys have heard or read hundreds of times by now about this K-State team, but really tough to see anything real positive coming out of that game offensively against the Mountaineers and something that we're certainly going to have to talk a lot about uh, as we head into Big 12 play uh, and towards the end of the season. Key player on the offensive side of the ball for the game upcoming this next weekend against Texas. I'm going to go with Alex Dalton and not Skylar Thompson. Alex Dalton replaced Jesse Ertz after Ertz went down in the third quarter last year against Texas, a 40-34 double overtime loss. Dalton in that second half ran for almost 100 yards and two touchdowns and kept the Wildcats in that ball game. The Cats just barely came up short in double overtime, but a valiant effort from then-sophomore Alex Dalton. Could be a big guy going forward if you paid attention to the post-game press conference at all. Coach Snyder seemed to heap praise on Alex Dalton and didn't seem to be that glowing about Skylar Thompson. By the time Tuesday's press conference comes around, we may have a new starting quarterback in Manhattan. 
on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with Duke Shelley going up against this Texas team. It's going to be a banged-up secondary for the Wildcats. Denzel Goolsby and Kendall Adams could be question marks and may not even see the field against Texas. Denzel Goolsby didn't play against West Virginia. Kendall Adams looked a little banged up pretty much all season and again against West Virginia. It may be an island out there for Duke Shelley, who's got to have the task to shut down Colin Johnson, the 6'6", 220-pound wide receiver, who's already caught 300 yards this season through four games and two scores going over 100 yards in Texas's win at the weekend over TCU. This Texas team looking good, 3-1 and one outside of the one loss to Maryland, back-to-back wins over top 25 ranked teams in USC and then this weekend against TCU for this Wildcat team. The key will be establishing the offense behind a veteran offensive line, a potential star in Alex Barnes. We thought there might be a more ground-and-pound effort for this Wildcat team, but with maybe a pass-first quarterback in Skylar Thompson, it's been a little discombobulated to say the least. Haven't really shown an identity and a hesitancy to go with uh, a running back in a fourth and inches situation like we saw against West Virginia. Has really put some question marks uh, into fans' heads about what this Wildcat team really can be. I think anything after the K-State identity and sort of establishing what K-State has been in the past. We've run a heavy quarterback run and running back game and then the passing offense comes secondary. Um, has been a big key for this K-State team. They're trying to shy away from that a little bit with new uh, offensive coordinator Andre Coleman, but still some question marks in establishing a K-State offensive identity, which is something I'm sure you've heard or will hear in the upcoming week as we preview the Texas game uh, and you see all those sorts of previews coming up. That has been your K-State Primer. My name is Grant Nicholson. You can follow me on Twitter at GRNT Nicholson, uh, or you can check out all the Bosco boys. They follow me as well. With that, have a great rest of your week, and go Cats! And we're back. Thanks to Tyler and Grant for doing those primers. Scott, we're joined by an absolute monster of a man sitting next <laughs> to me right now. Um, Pro- tell, the, tell the folks who we got sitting probably, next to us. Probably the most attractive guest we've have, had on to date. Oh, my God. He was a three-year starter at K-State, seven-year NFL vet, the original Reggie Walker. Reggie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's Probably the best compliment I've ever gotten from anyone, including my wife, ever in life. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. <laughs> no, no problem. And uh, hold your thank yous because we actually have a gift for you. Uh, Grant, oh, no what, what? What, what do we got for him? It looks like a uh, purple Bosco's Boys uh, t-shirt and one of our 2.0 koozies as well. Oh, koozie. I, need, I needed one of those because I'm, I'm like, I, I can drink beer now. It's great to drink beer. Oh, it's it's the best, and uh, you know you, you can't put your delicious double shift glass in there. But yeah. when you when you go home and you put some of your uh, bottles and cans in there, it'll keep keep your hands nice and dry and keep your beer cool. I'll do it, and I'll think about you two beautiful, beautiful men. Oh, uh, you don't have to lie to the people. There's only one beautiful one. We're Beauty and the Beast, you know. I'm the Beast. So, but we're going to dive into it. We're, we're kind of doing an oddball of how we've been doing these podcasts because some pretty big news dropped. Uh, it, it started with our guys, our friends over at KSO, and then Kels Robinette, he actually had an article about it too. But it looks like Skylar Thompson is being benched for Alex Dalton as our starting quarterback. Um, Reggie, just what was your – mindset when you heard this were you surprised what were you thinking when you heard the news um i wasn't really shocked bill has been known to like a run first oriented quarterback first 
before a guy who can throw the ball. I really like Skyler. I, I feel as if Snyler, Skyler is the guy who could best get our athletes involved in the game plan. Um, I feel like he has a higher upside. But in this situation, I feel as if Bills is going with what he knows. And, hey, he has a, na- a stadium named after him. And the street, that's the road that you come in, like to, it's named after him too. So what can I? How much can I really say to judge him off of that? Yeah, definitely, Grant. You and I had a little bit of text conversation when this news came through. What was going through your mind when you found out? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm, it hurts me. <clears throat> I think it's unequivocally the wrong decision for many reasons. Um, would you like me to go into those reasons? Well, yeah. Let, <laughs> let's talk about. I mean, I I think I think at least. Uh, us two are on the same page, Reggie. I think you might be there. Um, I, I think it's the wrong decision. Grant thought it was the wrong decision. It sounds like you were walking the tightrope a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, Grant, why do you, why, why are you thinking that's the wrong call? So many, so many reasons. I mean, one, I think it stunts Skyler's progression. Two, it disrupts team cohesion. Um, I think it disrupts staff cohesion even more so than it already is disrupted. I mean, Bill... Bill didn't even. I don't know if you read Kellis's um, uh, piece yet that he put out. I think he put it out today. It's pretty long, but it's really good. I read it, and I, I learned that Bill didn't even tell Skyler. He didn't tell Colin. He didn't tell Andre that he was yeah, going to put Shelton ju- in. Just he just pulled him. He just pulled him and put him in. Um, I think it puts a limited quarterback in control of an already sputtering offense. I mean, what does Delton prove? Delton's proved that he should be playing second fiddle in the time that he's given on the field. You know, he has. He has zero awareness. He throws bad interceptions. He's lucky to not have thrown more interceptions. Um, you know, he doesn't have doesn't go through his pro- his progressions. His PFF his score is absolutely terrible. I think it's last in the Big Twelve for quarterbacks. <laughs> and you know, he's he's a run heavy quarterback who is very injury prone. And it's just it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, Grant, I, I don't disagree with anything there, um, Reggie. You're the only one at this table. You're the only one at this table who has been in a college football locker room, uh, despite Grant and I looking like possible Division One athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I it could be a kicker. I could have been a kicker. I yeah, really I mean, you're, you're, you're taller than Blake Lynch, and uh, I could probably. I don't know if I'd be as guard. good as I don't know. the stud Blake Lynch, the third yeah, leg Blake Lynch. The third Lynch, leg Blake Lynch. But so I'm accurate. I'm you, accurate. You've been in those locker rooms. What? What is the mood like, or what, what What do you think is going on in that locker room now that uh, it's been upheaved? We've heard the quotes from guys like Reisner, like Zubner, Zuber, talking about how great it was having that week of practice where it was, it was Skyler's team. They all seem to be rallying around him. What does that do to a locker room now that it's just going to be turned on its head, you know, after another really bad week? I can honestly tell you, as a football player, one of the things that you want to do first and foremost is just be able to just focus on your job and do that to the best of your capacity. And when you have the upheaval that we've had at the quarterback position, it really hinders everything that you do, not just with tackles and guards and linemen or the receivers, because all the because offensively, timing is such a big thing. And the fact that we got to worry about this guy and we got to play this way with this guy's in here and we know this guy's in here and we got to do things this way, it throws everything off. And because 
Skyler and uh, Alex have shown themselves as two different quarterbacks completely. Yeah, which uh, no matter what Bill wanted to say all offseason, they are two separate, quarterbacks. two separate quarterbacks. And he kept trying to say, oh, no, they're about the same, they're about the same. That – and I, I didn't mean to cut in, but that frustrated me all spring and all offseason. He said that no less than five times all offseason when it's so obvious how different they are. Well, maybe even in Skyler's case, uh, he's really made he's really made a leap with his passing. The thing that really bothers me about the whole situation is he's never had a chance to really get in rhythm. And also he, because the situation has been what it is, he's walking on eggshells. And if you're making a player sit there and think, I can't make one mistake or I'm gone, you're not going to have a good player. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Troy Polamalu was an amazing player. He was. But Troy Polamalu made a boatload of mistakes all the time. The thing that he was really great at was coming back from these mistakes either athletically or he was such a smart football player he knew how to like come back from it we've seen i saw many times on tape he would go into a situation go into a game give up a touchdown but then when it came down to it he's going to make that play that's going to win you the game he was amazing at that and the thing is skyler can't just fully be himself in a situation this way and neither can dealt to be honest Neither, oh, neither guy can. 100%, because if you would have just gone all in with Alex from the beginning, I, I 100% believe we'd see a better Alex Delton as well. So the coaching staff has left, honestly, both of them out to dry going about it this way. Yeah, I, I, I was completely unaware that that was how this came to play. Um, I really hope that they can – Smooth this out, but you re- it really puts guys in a tough position because now it's killing your confidence. Well, and as a player, above anything, you need to be confident. A, a confident player is a good player. Yes, and not only that, so this brings me to the second thing I wanted to touch on. How is this going to affect Skyler going forward? He's the guy on the team that has still two years in front of him. He's the guy that I think everyone can look at and say, he has the higher ceiling. What does this do to the guy? I don't want to speculate about a guy, you know, transferring. I, I'm, that's not what I'm here to to do. But that has to just really put a burden on this guy that I thought had the world in front of him. I don't think it helps him in any way. Um, he could look at the situation and it lights a fire in him and he yeah. goes out there and becomes the guy who never makes a mistake. But that is the most wishful thinking you know, I feel as if you can think of in this type of situation. Um, as a quarterback, you you have to understand, hey, I'm going to make some bad plays. Some guys are going to make some good plays too. Um, doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter who you are. You're going to go against some guys who are just going to read a route correctly or make a good play or a guy's going to drop a ball. But if you sit there and think, if I make one mistake, I'm done for, and you're going out onto the field with this mentality, how great can you actually be? I don't think you can get there at all. Grant, what is this not only going to do to Skyler, but, you know, we've been – you and I, we've talked about forever. We've been watching K-State football 
for our entire lives. We've seen quarterback battles play out like this. What is this not only going to do to Skyler, but what's it going to do to the entire team? First off, I want to say two things before I touch on that. <clears throat> One, fuck Troy Polamalu. Yes. That, <laughs> well, he, he made that. Old wounds. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, wasn't, I, was gonna, I saw your face when I was saying that, too. <laughs> when, when you started talking about that, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Grant might, though. And number two, I fucked up the levels pretty bad. Um, sorry to the listeners. It might be super loud at some points, but I fixed it now. It should be okay. I'm sorry. My mouth is basically it. kissing this no, mic I right now. No, I fixed yours, man. Okay. It was okay. my fault. You were talking fine, and I <clears throat> I had it messed up. No, on I, I talked pretty the soft. That's what my kids say. It was messed up on the soundboard. That was my fault. Oh. But It'll be all right. The, the loyal it, boneheads have... It might be really, really loud. But they've battled through some pretty horrible quality I know. in our early I, years. I'm, I'm by afraid. years, I mean a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, to get back to, make, get back, get back to Skyler, how is it going to affect Skyler? I'm leaning towards negatively. Um, I mean, I guess you could look at it as this will give Skyler motivation, but, you know, I, he already had that. You know, he already had Delton gunning for him. He already had Bill favoring Delton. He already had all the motion, all the all the motivation he needed there. Um, you know, my major fear is that he's going to turn his head elsewhere for other opportunities. I know you said I don't want to comment on that, but it's certainly a possibility, and that's my fear personally as a fan. But maybe well, he's more resilient than that, and K State's his home, and that's his place, and I sure hope so because he's a very fine quarterback, and I, I sh- like him a lot. I sure hope so too. And all all we need to do is look at some of the things he's been able to pull off in less than what he's eight achieved starts. Yeah, he hasn't played very much, but he's achieved some yeah. pretty nice things. He, he has one of the best all-time road wins in program history. Yep. He has more come-from-behind fourth-quarter wins than anyone in program history. Yep. He has probably the <clears throat> best pure quarterback skill set since Josh Freeman. If you really look at it, I, true. I'm, I'm not saying that he's the pure football player Colin Klein is, and when it's all said and done, he may not have the stat line Jake Waters has – which, if he doesn't, that's the fault of the coaches for not buying into him from the start. Yeah, he doesn't have Tyler Lockett to throw he, to. Yeah, he also doesn't have Tyler Lockett to throw to. But I – oh, my gosh. I, I know I said I'm not going to speculate on it. All I'm going to say, we're going to move on to the final question when we're talking about the quarterbacks, is if he ends up at Columbia, Missouri, or at another big-time program, I'm going to probably vomit. I, I've wanted Sky to be the guy from day one. I wanted him to be our quarterback – and I think it'd be a shame if it, you know, went down like that. But you know, the kid, the the kid is something special, and I have no doubt that if given the true buying and opportunity, he can be special for us. But we're going to touch on one one more thing before we go into our keys to V, and that is Bill Snyder has been basically blatantly obvious that he's wanted Alex Delton to be the starter from day one. Um, you've heard it in all the press conferences. I guess my question I'm going to pose to both of you, we'll start with Reggie, and then, Grant, you can speculate as well. Why wasn't he the guy from the beginning if Bill was so adamant that he prefers Alex to Skylar? Because <clears throat> Bill listens to his assistant coaches. Um, yeah. And I would say that's probably the biggest reason. Um, it, I it, got I got the feel too that he wanted to go with Delton since day one, but just like everything that you just said about Skyler, I've honestly felt the same way about it. 
as from a pure quarterback standpoint with the skill set being able to get to multiple reads, getting ready to get um, being able to sit in the pocket and make a, th- a great throw, being able to use his feet to lengthen a play, um, using his feet to even run if necessary. I I feel as if his upside, there's no telling what it could be. It's just he starts and then he gets stopped. He starts, then he stops. He starts and then he stops. He hasn't gotten to that full situation. I can just go and go and let it fly and, hey, if something happens, something happens. Just because he has that gunslinger in him. And there's a lot of guys that don't have that, which is – Reggie's just as frustrated as we it's, are. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really tough to, to really speak on it because I understand, too, at the same time, I'm not a head coach. And I, I understand in that situation, you're going to have to go to your gut in a lot of situations. And, hey, he's done what he's done going off his gut. And I want to sit there and go with him on that. But I really, I really like Skyler, and it's really because I really hope this is a positive situation in the end. But if you're a guy of that caliber, what do you think is probably going to be happening? Yeah, and and I again, I, it's it's my biggest fear, and I, I do want to touch on something you said. Bill trusts his assistant so much, and we've seen it countless times because I think. We saw it, you know, speaking of Jake Waters, you know, everyone talks about Jake Waters, Daniel Sams. Bill constantly talked about wanting to play Daniel Sams more. He didn't. He deferred to his offensive coordinators and his offensive staff. Is this going to create a even a bigger rift than what has already kind of been rumored to be a little bit of butting heads in the coaching room that Bill is now – basically saying, hey, no, I'm right, you guys are wrong, and rolling with Alex. Is that going to cause any issues inside that coaching room? Hasn't it already? Yeah. Yes. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. And, then, and that's the thing, too. It sucks because I saw um, I saw the quarterback – I saw the coaches arguing um, on the sidelines, too. And, and and that's not something that you just saw. This is That's something that no, has been uh, no, talked about it, by – yeah, everyone. It's been a lot of people saw it. I'm not the only one who saw this. And the fact of the matter is, in in games, guys are going to argue. Period. It's it. You could see any game, forty to zero, or whatever. The guys are going to argue. They're going to have disagreements about what could happen. It's you know, it is what it is. So on one hand, it's something that you can't look that much into. But on the other hand. You got to understand that it it has to be frustrating that you can't fully do what you want to do. Um, I've heard you guys say, and I've heard even other people say about the situation with getting Zuber the ball and getting getting Warmack the ball. Yes, we are and, Team Warmack uh, big time. I, I would say I'm, I'm Team Warmack as well. Um, three for three, Team Warmack. Yeah, three for three. I love Alex Barnes and he's great, but. The thing is, too, with Warmack, you give a thunder to lightning combination. And the thing is, K-State just simply, we've never really had as many athletes as everyone else. We just haven't. But how we've won games is we're more physical than everyone else, and we don't beat ourselves. 
but the thing is that we've also done well is the athletes that we do have, we make it a point to build defenses around them and build offenses around them. Yeah. And the fact that you see a guy. Especially in, like, Snyder 2.0. Like, exactly. Like, Arthur Brown, we yes. built a defense around him. Yeah. Let, hey, Tyler Arthur, Lockett, Arthur we built Run. an offense around him. Yeah, Tyler, do your thing. Yeah. And with Warmack, every single time, I can't deny what happens when he touches the ball. He always makes at least one person miss. And he, not only that, but we've seen it two or three times this season. The quick little swing pass out to him. He picks up 12 yards a catch. And he wasn't even targeted once versus West Virginia. When we, we, we don't have any time to get the ball down the field, why are you not just rolling him out and doing a quick toss to him? It, it's, it's so frustrating. The thing that's also frustrating um, to me, too, is Isaiah Harris. Um He's probably the fastest guy we have at receiver. He's probably the quickest guy we have at receiver. He never gets the ball. Doesn't even nothing. No screeps, no nothing. This just is out there. And they only run him in like two route trees. It's yep. okay, yeah. deep post or deep yeah. out. Get, toss it. Get the ball. You know, use him like the Chiefs are using Tyreek Hill. It, I mean, and granted, no, Tyreek Hill has Olympic speed. But, but Zuber's runs a 4-4. Four, four. Why and Bill is? They talk about how creative he. I I agree with you. That's another just maddening thing. Reggie has to pee, so we have to pause it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after these messages. All right, we're back. Reggie has emptied his bladder. We all have new beers. Uh, <laughs> if, if you guys could have only heard everything we just talked about off my... My goodness. The off-the-podcast content here today is... Legendary. It's, it's elite. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but, we've talked about <coughs> farming a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Farming. My, Milo is where it's at right now yeah. for all your yields. <laughs> uh, before we move on... does it, I'm going to get... I'm going to touch on yeah, I, I, why... So Bill clear, very clearly loves Alex Delton. Why? Why is he waiting till now to start him? Yeah, great. And, and Reggie, I think partially you nailed that. Um, my best guess is that the staff leaned towards Skyler, and that ultimately convinced Bill that it was the right course of action. And I mean, that's a good question. I it, we really don't know, but I just think it's it's a crazy decision for him to to be playing Delton now because there's so little evidence for Delton to be to be to be taking the starting spot, but. You'd think Bill, a legend of the game, a guy with 20-plus years of experience, would have a better feel for this situation, how it would play out. And you would expect him to not be taking these veiled shots at one of his players that he has been, which is really frustrating to me. Super frustrating, and again, we're only going to be able to see what happens moving forward. I know he tried to step back from some of the stuff that he said during his teleconference with the Big 12 media yesterday and his press conference today. The fact of the matter, that stuff's out there forever. He can't take He's done a ton of damage control today. Yeah. A lot. He tried his best. I don't think he's done a great job. Uh, Before we move on, let's just go go back around. Do you have any any final words about the quarterback battle? I think, at least from my perspective, I've said it all. and I, let me preface everything by saying I would love to be wrong. If Alex Dalton turned around and ran for 300 yards versus Texas and we won 35-17, to 17, I'd be the happiest guy this side of the Mississippi. Um, but I, I'm not confident. That's all I have to say. Yeah, uh, I mean, Grant. look, none of us have anything against Alex Dalton. I like Alex Dalton. And, look, I'm going to back him hardcore. I'll be there in the stands. I'll be ready to cheer for the Cats. 
And I hope Alex Dillon. He's shown that he can. He's shown to be an elite player in certain situations. He took Oklahoma to the wire last year. He can run on good defenses. I'm just concerned. I don't. I'm, I'm more worried about the rest of the people surrounding Alex Delton than, than I'm worried about Alex Delton. And I think he's, of course, we could talk about how he, I think he's regressed a little bit this year, but I don't know. I mean. I just hope we have to eat all of our words when we record on I Sunday. Would be oh. very, I would be so happy to eat my words and to be completely wrong about Alex Delton. But to this point, it's a weird decision to make. And I think, you know, we, talk, we talked a little bit about previous quarterback battles you know bill loves a good quarterback battle and we've had it in our history mark dunn versus l roberson that was a little bit of a saga waters versus sams well hell he didn't even bind a bishop from day one in nine exactly exactly and but this one feels different it feels different to me and i just think it's a weird like it's very bizarre how he favors delton and seems to publicly like i don't say say but he i mean he kind of shit he's shit on on skyler a bit and he did a ton of damage control today and i just it's just weird i don't understand it well well i just think you know given being a guy in a locker room there is a lot that's hidden from the general public about absolutely a lot of things like we don't know so much like we don't know we don't know what type of people they are are speculating so much yeah no and, and, and even i am speculating but at the same time you don't know how these guys are in, how they act in the locker room. You don't know how they do their business every day, how professional they go about their business. Um, are they leaders? Are they doing what's necessary to just have guys rally around them, et cetera, et cetera? There is a lot that we don't know. And when it comes to this situation, it could be a super obvious situation to put Alex out there. There is that possibility. I don't know, and we won't know, because all we're doing is speculating. All I'm saying is from what I've seen, I've seen Skyler be able to go to multiple reads. I've seen him being able to make plays uh, with his feet. I've seen him being able to get the other guys around in the offense, uh, uh, getting them t- their touches a lot more effectively than Delton. And, hey, I'm just if there's something I haven't seen or whatever, I'm I'm open to that. But that's all I'm saying when it comes to it. But I, it is a tough situation to deal with. And yeah, I have seen the damage control too that has been going on. And who knows? Well, Down could come out there and run for 300 yards. Yeah, all, just, all, just hey, crush it. All we can do as bystanders and fans is back Delton best we can. I mean. Hey, he's a student athlete. Let's back him and let's get in the get in the stands and hashtag beat Texas again. All right. Yeah. And speaking of beating Texas, let's get to our keys to be our keys to victory. Um, we usually have four. Reggie's here. Hopefully, he'll uh, grace us with a couple at the end. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll bat everything back and forth. Grant, what is your first key to be key to victory? And you're going to have to pull an audible because well, your I original to, one. I have a major audible because my original one was roll the Skyler. Because the entire team backs him, it's his team, and don't change it. Because that's the best chance of winning games. But well, it's been changed. We are calling a major audible here. I say uh, suit up Reggie, maybe suit up Reggie. No, there's already a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. we already have a Reggie. He Walker. has a beautiful name. I don't know who he is, but 
No, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> special team success. We need a big special teams play. We haven't had one since game one. Uh, and frankly, the return came has been very shaky. And we need to sort that out against Texas because right now our offense needs every th- help it can get. They need all the help they can get. Uh, speaking of all the help they can get, our defense, they need to be playing on Texas's side of the line of scrimmage. We had one tackle for a loss last year or last week. We are worse than the Big 12 for tackles of a loss. We have to start firing off the ball and playing on their side. Are, are we going to get 10 tackles for a loss? Probably not. But just getting a little bit of no. push, you know, <laughs> getting linebackers back there, getting defensive ends, get the defensive tackles to fire off the ball and get back there. We haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping to see something uh, happen versus Texas. Uh, that's my second key to V. Number three, I'm going to say score early, punch Texas in the mouth, gain some sort of momentum and some confidence. We haven't been able to do that this year. It's so, I feel like that's so crucial. This is the biggest swing game probably of the season. I mean, if we can win this game, it'd be huge, and scoring early would be massive. My last one is develop a second receiving threat. We've already talked about how great Zuber is and how we probably need to get more creative in getting him the ball in more space and more creative ways. I think we all agree that we'd like to see Dalvin Warmack get the ball uh, through the passing game, uh, but I'm not convinced that's going to happen. Uh, Blaze Gannon, I hope he can start getting catching some passes. Ruder showing someone has to develop the second uh, passing threat because Zuber can't do it all on its own. That's our four keys. Reggie, take the floor. Give us the two biggest keys to victory for this game. <laughs> and he's smiling. You can tell that he probably has about eight or ten all to himself. Um, I would just go with the two that really stand out to me. Um, the first one would have to be we need to play with the physicality that has leveled the playing field between us and all these athletic and um, better recruited programs over the years. The thing that I have not seen from this K-State team is the physicality and the want to and just the tenacity that I grew up seeing, um, that you grew up seeing, that the fans are used to seeing. It's not there because the fact of the matter is when you're playing a pretty team, pretty team like Texas or the USC, USC, Oklahoma. the thing, the thing that people do not yeah, understand the, about the Troy Palomalos, uh, <laughs> the thing that most people don't understand about these pretty five star, four star athletes is if you hit these guys in their fucking mouth, they quit every time. They're so pretty for a reason because that's what they have to bring to the table. The thing they don't have to bring to the table is fucking toughness. They don't have and that hood. They don't, they don't, <laughs> you can say hood. You can say, you can say uh, just they're not They're just not bitches. In football, at the end of the day, yeah, four fours are great. You know, being able to lift the weight room is great. But football is played between the lines, and you put the pads on, and it's one guy running to another guy full speed repeatedly. And when it comes to the track speed or the powerlifting stuff, to be honest, most of those guys who are really great at that stuff fucking sucked. <laughs> like, they sucked. It, it was what it was. It not, that's why when you sit there and see a guy like a Tyreek Hill who can translate that, that, that track speed onto a football field is something that's like, oh. Like let's all pay attention to that. Or a guy who was a powerlifting fat, like powerlifting guy, like translating that over to the field. It's like, oh, 
But because most of those guys who can lift the weight room and can run super fast suck at football. And that's the great leveler. Like, do you want it more than them? Are you going to be more physical than them? Um, are you going to hit that guy in his mouth, even though he might look bigger than you and he might have veins popping out of his arms? Are you going to hit him in his throat and keep going? Um, yeah. I think you've absolutely nailed it with the physicality because it is even, it, I mean, credit, credit to Bill. He's been saying that about our team, about how soft we've been this season. Yeah. And, I mean, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Um, we just got to we gotta be tough, man. Got to be tough. And it's it's that extra level, you know. Hey, I'm a guy, and I might run this four eight, but uh, I'm tougher than you, right? And I'm going to make sure that we you have know not, I'm tougher. We than haven't you. seen that this season. We haven't seen that side of things. Um, the second key, I would say, is figuring out what we're going to do on the offensive side. Are we going to sit there and say, "Hey, Dalton, with your four four speed and your ability to"? Um, because as a quarterback, you don't have a guy who can really account for him on most plays. We're going to make you open up the offense. And with you running around, that's going to get everyone else involved. It's going to make everything uh, like be okay. Or we're just going to go with Skyler and just ride out that way. Either way, just figuring it out and just going with it. Just going with it. Um, letting a guy get in rhythm. Letting a guy get comfortable, understanding that he's not getting pulled out unless he's hurt. He can make a mistake. It's going to happen, and he's going to be right out there the next play, next series. Just giving that guy that that situation. Just handing it to him. Hey, whatever it is. Um, I would like to see that done. So everyone else around them can act accordingly. Yeah. Hey, I know as a right tackle that I'm going to have to hold this block a lot longer because, hey, Delton's going to be running around. Cool. At least I know this. Or, hey, as a receiver, I know hey, I'm going to have to really be – I'm going to have to, I don't know, like just run around more. <laughs> basically, and, you know. basically having an actual identity on offense, knowing yeah. the actual plan. Straight up. And, God, that is like – such a major issue that we've had. We have zero identity offensively. Nope. I mean, if you looked at our offense, you would have absolutely no idea to say, what is our strength? What is our strength yeah, on offense? You have no idea. Could you tell me that right now? Honestly, no, if th- I said, there is none. What If you if you were going to say, if we're going to attack a team, how would we do it? You, I don't know. You don't know. and it, We're four games in. It's our fifth game, second game in the conference. It, we need to know that. And that's what makes this team different from – even all the slow starts the slow that we've starts. seen. That's why because it is even different. even in the other years, you're like, okay, at least we know how we can beat yes. you. We have no idea. No, just no idea. Is this, we just keep, we keep trying out things, and then it gets to a point of no return. At least that's why I see him. And then we backtrack all the way back to the beginning. Yep. And there's no continuity anywhere. There's yep. no – nobody knows going into the game, hey, I – Hey, I, I need to be the guy catching these balls because I'm going to get the ball. Or I need to be the guy, I'm going to get 20 carries this game. I need to do my thing. No, no one has any idea. No idea. Um, yeah. It's sad. It's sad, Reggie. Well, I, I will say I will give up my two keys if we go with if we can get what Reggie put on the table. Yes, I, I would be fine with that. I think if you, you can throw out the first four keys to be, if we get those first two, I think we're beating Texas. Um, and we might just beat Texas anyways because that's just what we do. And, and they, uh, they I don't know how confident you guys are, but are you confident enough to bet on it? 
I don't know. My bets have been pretty bad this bet year. Bet what? Bet some money. And uh, uh, if you were to bet some money on the game, US you need to do American it at dollar. My Bookie online today. That's my bookie. And don't forget to use the promo code BOYS25. What That's is that promo code one more time? BOYS25, capital B-O-I-S, <laughs> 25, to receive your deposit match up to $1,000 plus 25 bucks. That's so, my bookie. Go bet on it. Go so, bet on it. I'm so, going to start. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm going to start gambling. I am. I'm so if to. you put in $1,000, you deposit that, how much would you have to play with? Two thousand dollars and no, two thousand twenty-five dollars. Yeah, li- listen to that. Um, Reggie's leaving again. Reggie it's going to be Scott again. and I. <laughs> Reggie's going so, pee again. So, so we're going to banter just a little bit with Reggie off the pot. I want to give a shout out to Reggie. Uh, I I can't tell you guys how awesome he's been. He's he, psychotic. <laughs> he, he's the, he's the best, and you know, and this none of this is fake. And you know, we'll find out if if he truly listens beginning to end to all of our shows. But the passion this guy has for K-State. The passion this guy has to make that that he desperately wants K-State to be great. It's it's yeah. so impressive. You know, he he reached out to us to come on the pod and you know, we took him up on it and he he has just blown us away with how awesome he's been and I wish we would have had record for some of the stuff, but it's probably for the best we didn't. Well, we're going to have a we're going to have a pod with uh Reggie again and it's going to be it's, it's going to be, be big time. <laughs> but now we're going to so let him still off. Recording. We're, yes, still we're still let recording. Him off okay. the hook. Uh, but, but we're going to get into it now. We, we, we talked about it. Our game picks every week we are brought to you by MyBookie. Uh, last week, Grant actually had the best score. He went 8-3. and three. I went 7-4. and four. And the Boneheads, who were repped by Malcolm Copeland Esquire, they went 8-3 and three as well. The records are Grant are is twenty nine and thirteen. I am thirty and twelve. The Boneheads are thirty and twelve. The Boneheads have Reggie picking for him this week, so we're going to run through. We're just no way. That's a lot of trust. That is a lot of trust. Yeah, it's a oh. lot of trust, Reggie. Oh, and by the way, um, I have probably one of the worst bladders in America. I it is. It has probably been like way since I was like sixteen. Yeah, you're a you're a six foot three man with a. Child's bladder? No, uh, I just think my body just gets out waste relatively quick compared to the normal person. That's, well, that's awesome. what I well, lie to myself and say. I think I have a, I have the same issue, but it's my prostate. So it could be your <laughs> prostate, and maybe you should see a medical professional. Who knows? But maybe you know, that's something we can know. talk it's been about. Years, though. That's something we can talk about off the pod. Just, I, I don't know how people can just sit in a space for two hours Man, and not either. have to pee. People that. Yeah, well, sometimes I'm great. Like, if I don't break the seal, I really do think that's a thing. Like, I cannot go. I can go for such a long time, and then once you pee one time, it's over. Like, you know, I'm just peeing constantly. Man, I so, just, I don't know. I'm just going all day, dude. He's just going all day. Yeah, well, just, yeah. well, let's get our game this picks This is hot. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if we need Let's get our picks in before Reggie has to go back to the bathroom. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to start off. This is an 11 a.m. game on ESPN2. West Virginia, the number 12-ranked Mountaineers, go to the now-ranked Cliff Kingsbury fight in Ryan Gosling, Texas Tech Red Raiders. This is at Texas Tech, 11 a.m. Grant, who do you have? I mean, I have West Virginia. Uh, I'm shocked at where Texas Tech is right now. I mean, that game, beating, beating, beating Oklahoma State in the, way, the manner that they did blew my mind, but I still don't think they're quite on the level as West Virginia. I got West Virginia all day. Reggie, who do you got? Um, this might be a little biased, but I never, ever, 
ever bet on West Virginia just because of the fact that their defense. I don't give a, I don't give a shit what anyone's been saying about their defense. Um, whenever they play an elite offense, we're gonna see what their defense really is. And running, what is it? That three three five. Yep. It is the worst defense ever created. I actually agree with that. It and is I, so I think bad. It's so like, it's got to be the easiest thing to run on, right? Just just think. What team that's had a top ten defense has run a three three five? None of them. Zero. Zero. And yeah, that's for I, a reason. I, I'm not a believer in West Virginia, but I think they'll beat Tech. I, I'm not a believer in them, though. I'm, I, I, I'm going to go with Tech. I'm going to go with super hot Cliff Clingsbury. Um, he is hot. He sexy. Is hot. That guy, yeah, you see his hair like the flip, dude? Like I wish I insane. could do that. If he, I mean, man, him in the sunglasses, it is legitimate. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cliff Kingsbury because right. he's just a hot dude, man. And, uh, God, that's such, that's so, I respect that so much. It's so in tune with, with Bosco's boys, like, we're always making picks just because guys are attractive. Like, oh, we're going with him because he—that's a good-looking yeah. dude. He's but I'm going with that. the ugly guy. I'm going yeah, with go Dana Holgerson. Go with, yeah. go so with it's always going to be like ugly guy versus attractive guy. Go I with bald ass Dana. Dana, <laughs> dude, he's got to do something with his with his barnet. He just he there's hats, dude. Like you yeah. can wear hats. Yeah, go hat. Yeah, he's wearing a visor. He's wearing a visor and he's got a. Just an absolute massive bald patch. What just is that? frying the shit out of that bald patch <laughs> every day. Just frying the shit out of, the shit out of it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to try to keep going. Uh, Oklahoma State at KU at David Booth Memorial Stadium. This is on FSN, 11 a.m. I'm going Cowboys, Mike Gundy in the mullet. Pokies bounce back big time. Um, who likes KU? Uh, my mom who listens to the pod. Uh, she likes KU. Break her heart, Reggie. <laughs> <sighs> I really want to do that, but I'm Whoa. gonna go. I'm gonna go mullet. Okay, I was like, oh yeah. no, is he going mullet? Hey. Yeah. All no. right. Uh, Baylor, they're going to Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma, they you know they om- they went to overtime with Army. Uh, this is two thirty ABC at Oklahoma. I'm going Oklahoma. I don't want to say anything good about Baylor. I hate them. Boomer sooner. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma might be the best team in the country. I, or one of them. Top, I, they're, they're I agree. Hey, you know, Army's a tough team to play. I, I'm taking nothing from that. I have Sooners big. It's a clean sweep. Um, Iowa State, they're going to TCU. They finally got a win, although they struggled with Akron probably more than Iowa State fans want to uh, realize. ESPN, U, 6 p.m. Uh, the guy who I think probably should be our head coach right now, Gary Patterson, I'm going TCU. I'm also going TCU. Iowa State's really struggling without their quarterback, which is – you know, understandable, but TCU bounces back from that loss from Texas, and I think they smash, absolutely smash Iowa State. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to go TCU just... But you want to go Iowa State. I do want to go Iowa State. Uh, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to go Iowa State. You, Iowa State? Yeah, I, go you Iowa think State. Iowa State wins back-to-back? Back-to-back? I just had a Travis Tannehill... Beer burp there, <coughs> mid sentence, mid sentence. I can't say sentence. Jesus Christ, we're just all drunk, aren't no, we? Uh, no, my mom's, uh, my <laughs> wife called me. I mean, it was just kind of like my mom, and I told her I was not. So we have not been drinking. Just okay. make sure she does not yeah. listen to the pod. Yeah. We are all drinking water. <laughs> or make sure she listens to it on mute. <laughs> yeah. And also make sure she opens up a my bookie account. Remember my bookie use promo code boys twenty five. So we got a. Uh, we got two TCU, one Iowa State. Uh, now we're bouncing into non-Big 12 games. 
<laughs> at Florida goes to number 23, Mississippi State, who lost to Kentucky, Wolf City. This is 5 p.m. ESPN, uh, Davis Wade Stadium. Is Mississippi going, State going to get revenge on Mullen leaving them? I say Mississippi State wins, but it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I've got Mississippi State as well. I think Florida's pretty lousy. Um, Mississippi, Mississippi State's going to bounce back from a bad loss. Uh, Florida has always been has been one of the most overrated teams since Steve Spurrier left. They're going to lose, and I bet you it's not even fucking close. Um, that sounds like something you need to go to my bookie using promo code BOYS25 <laughs> to wager on. Mississippi State's a really good team. I understand we did what we did against them, but Florida just, ugh. I don't, I don't buy it. Speaking of, ugh, I don't buy it. We have Stanford going to Notre Dame. This is 6.30 on NBC. I do not think Notre Dame's good, and their schedule is laying out to be pretty scary for a Notre Dame hater. So I'm taking Stanford because if Stanford doesn't beat them, I'm not sure who will. I want to take Stanford, but I'm going with Notre Dame so I can get a jump on you possibly this week. Um, I'm going. I hate the Irish, but I'm going with the Irish at home. I feel that. Um, <clears throat> I've always hated Notre Dame since Rudy. Uh, Rudy was offsides. He was offsides. <laughs> he didn't even actually do that in real life. Um, hey, Notre it's a Dame, good movie, though. Uh, it, it, anyways, it's a, okay, it's anyways, a good soundtrack. It was like his face that was doing something to me. Was, I don't. I just couldn't get past his face. But uh, <laughs> Notre Dame sucks. Uh, I think they're not very good. They've I, I don't sucked think for a good. minute. Um, the only reason they they even have a winning record every year is because they play a bunch of nobodies. Um, and then the teams that they have been playing for these past couple years, the Michigan, Michigan State, um, a lot of these guys, USC, USC yeah, have, not, have not been great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that way for like Stanford. Ten years, it seems like. Yeah, they just haven't been that great. Yeah. But, so, hate, Stanford, 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 Stanford. Stanford, That's right. what I like to hear. Yeah. All right. South Carolina is going to Mark Stoops' Kentucky Club. Kentucky is now 17th in the nation. This is a 6:30 game on SEC Network at Kroger Field. Woof. Get a better field sponsor. Um, I have South Carolina. I'm not buying into the you're, Kentucky well, uh, You're not a Kroger guy? No, hy V all the way. Oh, come on. Oh, I really like hy V. I'm with that. I like both. I like both. I love a good Kroger brand. I'm going with Kentucky solely for the reason that I had a 10-year dynasty with them in NCAA, and I had some of my favorite players that I ever played with on there. And I'm, I'm a Kentucky Wildcat football fan now because of NCAA football. So, it does it to you. So that's I all I that. need. That's all I need. I respect that. I respect it. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I'm not going with Kentucky. I'm going with South Carolina. <laughs> Shout out to Frank Martin. Frank Martin, you can come on the pod whenever you want. Oh, yeah. right, I'm going to get two games back on you this time. Oh, I um – I got to go with Kentucky. Uh, was it Benny Snell, the running back? He's, he's nice. good. He's, he's nice. He reminds he me a nice. lot of Le'Veon Bell. He, he patient as hell. Patient in that in that aspect. Patient in the size and probably the same number. But I like him. I like him a lot. I hope he has a big game. I hope he just, he just kills it <laughs> so I can actually be good at this. I, I might be in a hole seeing that I'm going against you guys in quite a few games. Um, another one might be uh, I'm hole. usually wrong. <laughs> well, Virginia Tech is going to Duke. I'm a big Duke fan. This is ESPN2, 6 p.m. Duke's undefeated. Who do you guys have? I got Duke. Duke. 
Duke I'm Virginia Tech. Oh, no. Scott might be taking a, This is bad. You might take a nice lead. Though. I like I Duke. I like Duke, but I'm, I'm going Virginia you Tech. You see the Old Dominion game? Yeah, I know, yeah, but I think good. they bounce. Uh, I know. You would think that they would bounce I back. I think they're I would uh, hope. But Duke. Duke isn't bad. They look okay. No, Duke's got. Duke's okay. I, and Cutcliffe's is their coach, right? Yeah. I like him. He's been a solid coach. I like him. Yeah, he's been a solid I, coach. I don't know. I, I think I'm trying. I think I picked that knowing you guys are going to go. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to get some points. I don't know. I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to move on. The Ducks, number 19, going to 24 ranked Cal Berkeley. What? Why what? are they ranked? Are they really? Fourth, yes. 9.30. This is Pac-12 after dark. FSN1 at Cal Berkeley Memorial Stadium. I'm going Ducks. Uh, ducks bounce back from an absolute calamity. They, they, they completely, wow. Take a knee. completely yeah. bottled that game. And, um, I don't know how that happened. You know, I'm glad they did because I picked Stanford, and I watched that game, and I was all in on the Ducks watching it. In the moment, I was like, damn, I love Oregon. But I'm glad I picked Stanford because Ducks bottled it. I got the Ducks again. Ducks, for sure. All right, here is the uh, college game day game of the week, and I'm calling this the Slime Bowl. The Slime Bowl, yeah. The Ohio State University is going to Penn State. This is in Happy Valley, oh, 9.30 p.m., ABC. You're not going to like whoever you pick. I'm taking USC. <laughs> uh, I don't feel good about it. You're taking or Not USC, Ohio <laughs> State. I'm oh. just thinking of programs I hate. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Two sorry. absolute <laughs> dickhead yeah, programs. I hate them all, but I'm uh, going with Ohio State. I'm going Ohio State as well. I'm going to go Penn State. Um, it all uh, sucks. Also, also it, it just, it just mm, because I'm going to go with Coach Franklin. That's oh, yeah, the, that's, oh, that's, that's a good the, point. You, that's you, the biggest you do have, you have, an out, you have an out going with well, them. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Penn State now because, I mean – Joe Paz. I have not. I have what not, can you I have, do? Oh my god! How, how do? You, <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother. Well, I hate them because of how their fans acted. Exactly. Their, that's what makes it so shitty. Is like. And Ohio State's fans have acted better no, with no, this no, whole. No 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 no, 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 I hate Ohio saying, State too. Oh, I'm slime ball. Like a slime I ball. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them are we hate programs. We tend to. We we won't ever have a Baylor fan on because their fans tend to keep. Being apologist dickheads about Brian, their entire uh, rape yeah. situation, and it's like that, that's well, why we, we that's why we hate Baylor. I mean, look, if you're going to be a program that has a major mistake, then you need to own up to it, own up to it, and clean house, and then move on. That's just and one that's of the what things you do. Yeah. and I feel like Penn State did that. I don't know. I watched maybe the, I, I watched know. a documentary, Happy Valley documentary. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it so it exposed some of the Penn State fans for but just being. That's gross. the problem. Is is there's so many fans God. that are still loyalists that are just like people have they don't to see the reality. understand that when it comes to situations like this, the victims are more yes. important than yes. football. At yeah. the end of the day, I mean, this is insane. this is a, this is a football or K State sports podcast. At the end of the day, the victim it's so much more important, and we're, we're not going to go on a rant about that. But yeah, I we don't hope need it, to go on the rant. It, I hope everyone, we don't need to because it's fucking obvious. Yes, and yeah. I hope all of our listeners realize that in case something ever happens. But we're going to move on. You picked – yeah, you went with Franklin. All right, so we're going to go to the game. It's the K-State game. Something is going to break. Either Texas is going to win in Manhattan for the first time since 2002, or K-State's going to get their first home win over a ranked opponent since 2012. Sadly, this pains me. I think uh. at 2.30 p.m. FS1, I think Texas ends up winning. I it, I hate picking this. Um, this is the third time I picked against K-State. I just don't see it. Grant, 
changed my mind. I can't. Oh no, I can't. I I hate it too. And you know, I'm I'm so much more of a homer than you are. And I was so close to picking K State, but there's just nothing I've seen this year that convinces me that we're going to beat Texas this year. And I don't. I'm not even a believer in Texas. I'm not. Although you picked them to go to the Big 12 championship game. That is true. This and year? Yeah, that's This year? That was a bullshit on the spot thing. And oh, I, I, look, man. I regret it, but hey, it might actually happen. But I, I think they're going to finish third. But I've. Uh, I want to pick against Texas so hard, but I, 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 I think Texas is going to win. Save us, Reggie. Uh, I guess I have to because no, pick, <laughs> pick whoever you want. Pick whoever no, who you I'm going to go with, honestly, is I'm going to go with K State just because of the fact that I do not trust Texas as a good team. Period. They, um, I'm just going to be honest. They're a soft ass team. I don't. I'm sorry. If, if, if you, if you, if you. I mean, they just played one. Uh, of the, I would, I would love to believe that too. They just beat one of the toughest teams in the conference in TCU, which I think is one of the hardest teams. Like, I mean, Gary Patterson's defenses are yeah. tougher than nails. But I don't think TCU is as good as they have been in years past. And with Texas, it is what it is. If they play somebody who hits them in the mouth, or at least attempts to do that. These guys don't like that. They're, I agree They're with guys you. who are like, look at my wristbands, look at my finger tape, look <laughs> at that, I'm nice, like, look at they're, my muscles. They are nice wristbands. Yeah, they are solid <laughs> wristbands. Well, and, here's, uh, here's my counterpoint. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Do we have the guys to hit them in the mouth? We'll see. Exactly. We will see, folks. And that's the thing, and I'm betting on I us. hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Obviously. I, I I love and it. I'm, I hope I'm right. And, uh, <laughs> and those are our game picks. And unlike most episodes, we're not stopping there. We have Reggie. We're going. We to have ask Reggie. Him we're some gonna questions. we're gonna put him on the spot. It's time for going. Reggie time. But I assume Reggie has to piss. So we're gonna take it a break. It is what it is. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're back. We've all emptied our bladders. We got new beers again. Um, we're getting low on batteries, so we need to jump in. We got to jump too, in, so we gotta go. It's it's yeah. Reggie time. Um, we got specific questions for Reggie Walker, starting with number one, Reggie. If you don't mind if I start us off, Scott. Go for it. Reggie, what was the recruitment process like when you were going through it, and why did you choose K-State? Uh, the recruitment process to me was great, one of the best times of my life. You're uh, – 17-year-old kid in a bunch of these schools that you've seen on TV actually want you to come and go there. Um, Even to this day, I do not know how many offers I had because the situation with my head coach in high school, he had um, a bad situation with a recruit the year before. So he really tried to take control a lot of uh, over my recruiting a lot. So I, to this day, I do not know how many offers I really had. I knew I had a lot, but I do not know every team that I had. Um, but with K State, it was great. Matt Miller came in, and I, he was a great guy. I took my visit. My dad came. Everything was great. I remember uh, uh, Mo Porter was there, and Sorrell, Sorrell Davis. Um, just and I met Marvin and every, Marvin Simmons and. Guys were really great. I, I, I love the fact that I came here, and I don't regret it one day. So you talked about how you ended up at K-State, and I think everyone who knows you knows you were there during the time of transition from Bill to Ron. 
what? When did you find out Bill was stepping down, and were you surprised when that happened? I found out Bill was stepping down, um, if I can remember correctly, either the week before the last game of the season, or I think it was that that week. Um, and even with that situation, and I have to say this too, I've been so angry at the fact that some bitch-ass dudes <laughs> really came out. This guy, um, he comes to us in a meeting, and he's basically just saying, hey... I'm going to retire, like, out of respect of my family. Don't say anything to the general public. Don't say anything. Like, if you have any respect for me, don't say nothing. Ten minutes after that meeting's over with, we walk outside, and there's all these uh, people there, all these, like, reporters and stuff like that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I still know who did that, and the fact that they did that, it's one of those things that even if you didn't like the guy and he, you might not have agreed with something that he did, he still got you there and you still had a career and you still got to play college football and it's something that very few guys get to do. And the fact that you went out and did that, you have no respect from me because of that. It was you're just being a bitch-ass dude for that. And I can't go against that. I love you, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to ask you after we turn, unless you want to say who it is on the pod. I might have nah, to. Ask, okay, I, I might I ask can't. you off the pod, but I, yeah. I, I respect that. Yeah. So, Bill steps down. What was it like to be under the Ron Prince era? At first, I really thought it was going to be good. Um, the thing about Ron Prince. Um, that you could see from evidence is he's a guy who can really talk. He's really good at speaking. He's really good at um, being articulate about his points and enunciating and enunciating and um, um, saying things in a creative way that is different from everyone else. And at first I thought it was great. That's not the first time we've heard that. I thought it was really, really great. But the thing that, I have to say about Ron Prince, and I've really thought about this because for years I didn't want to say anything about it. Um, He was literally one of the worst individuals on the planet. One of the worst fucking people ever imaginable. Um, Because it's a lot of things that happened at the program were way outside of football. It wasn't hard coaching. It wasn't... um, Anything that w- that he was doing with the goal in mind that I'm going to uplift this player or I'm going to help this guy out or I actually legitimately give a shit about him. There was none of that. None of that. You had a guy who was a sociopath, who was a dictator, who did not give a shit about anybody but himself and how, what he was getting out of it. And he went out there week by week and put us all through that situation. And the situation being, hey, if you want to get above, if you want to get up in this program, you need to kiss the ring of this dictator. That's what it was. Hey, I don't give a shit if you're good or not. Are you going to kiss this fucking ring or what? <laughs> it was, um, and it sucks to say that because I know that a lot of people that are going to listen to this don't really know me. And if they understood that, hey, I don't ever speak this way about anything. You can go and look at a lot of the interviews I've done or a lot of the things I've done on TV or whatever. I don't talk this way. but And I don't burn bridges either. 
I don't ever burn bridges. It's, you never know. Um, but in this situation, I have no problem burning this bridge because of some of the things that he did to some of the guys I played with that they have not bounced back from because it was not football. It was a guy who understood that, hey, I if you really want to get to that next level, which you've been wanting to get to as a five-year-old, four-year-old kid, you, it has to go through me. And if you want to get there, you're going to have to do things how I want them to. But not in a football sense. In a, hey, kiss the ring, bend the knee, uh, let me talk to you however you want me to talk to you. Um, don't have respect for yourself. And honestly, just let me spit in your face. And that's how things are going to get done. If you let me spit in your face every day, you can sit there and go on to the next level. But that's what I want from you. And it sucks that I have to say that. And it sucks that things have to be that way. But for years, it's really made me very upset the fact that this guy who really shit on a lot of great players' careers did a lot of very fucking terrible things to people's lives. Not football careers, just lives, period. Just keeps to continue, just continues to go on and coach and fuck other people's lives up. I fucking hate that. And I can't believe that he keeps doing that. Because even in my situation, he tried everything possible, everything imaginable to make sure that I did not get out there. But he had to play me because I was one of the best players we had on the team, period, bar none. Clearly, I had a seven-year NFL career that I left on my own terms. And he, I was a team captain in the NFL. And this guy went out of his way not to make me a team captain, went out of his way to make sure that he controlled the narrative of how everyone saw me in that program. Um, he, made me, he made everyone view me as an idiot. He made everyone view me as a distraction. He made everyone view me as nothing. Like, I went in there every single day after my sophomore year. Like, literally, basically, through after the third or fourth week of my sophomore year, every, the next three years, really just having to prepare myself for a guy that's going to do everything possible to get you out of there. For three years straight, that's all he did was try to get me out of there. I would go in meetings. I'd get a pick or interception or sack in practice, whatever it was. He would, they would just fast forward everything. And only promote all the bad stuff <laughs> I did in front of everyone. Yeah. He was one of the most he's a sociopath. Pet, he's a, one of the most petty individuals you've ever met. Well, in your everything life. you're saying is reflected in his record. You know, I mean, it's like it's reflected in in the lack of success that he had as a as a head football coach. I mean, oh, you oh. can't be that type of character and lead a program to success. I mean, oh, or even the fact that I've sat with guys who I played defense with. And I asked him, how many snaps of defense did we play where we had the best guys that we possibly had to offer out on the field at one time? Zero. Zero. You had guys out there who had no business playing Division I football. I'm not going to say their names because, hey, they were trying. It was what it was. But there was guys who had no business playing Division I football and they're starting, and they're not coming off the field. And not only that, but you're propping these guys up as if they're the guys we should be playing, having like focusing the defense around. And because you control the narrative, and because you're articulate, and you know how to get your point across better than most people, like most people, people just eat it up. And no one can actually see with their own eyes what is happening. 
And it sucks because there's guys who should have had great careers at K-State that never did because of that man. Yeah, that that's a great point. I mean, and that I mean, that really just that really just uh confirms every suspicion I've really ever had about Ron Prince and I've always talked to my dad about Ron Prince and I don't know. My dad always says he has these connections with people and I don't know how legitimate they are, but he always told me a story about how Bill or they were going through the interview process and Bill said Ron Prince, this is absolutely not the guy. Um, this is not the guy. And everyone basically always described described Ron Prince as basically a salesman. You know, yeah, he's, he, he's oh, a salesman. He's great, and that's how that. that's how Travis uh, Tannehill described him. He he could he Travis Travis had a great quote. He said he could sell you like a popsicle in in the in a blizzard or some shit. And it's like, I mean, that makes so much sense. And and he was a great recruiter too. I mean, he recruited better. I don't know if he was a great recruiter, but he recruited better than we ever have in the last decade or so. And there was definitely, look what he did with it. Yeah, there's definitely. Um, we had some really good players. Um, a lot of guys who no one will ever hear about because, again, like I said, it, I, I think I, I think I'll, so. I'll, we'll say it. it. I think that there has been a whitewashing of the Ron Prince era great players that people have chosen to forget, that people have chosen Absolutely. to ignore. Um, we talked about this off-pod. Outside of Jordy Nelson, everyone tries to pretend that you know a lot of that era didn't happen. And uh, I, I think that you know it's a shame that so many guys don't get the credit that they deserve. And not only that, but based on what you were telling us, there are some guys who probably should have had legendary careers that were stunted by that man. Oh yeah, um, for sure. It, it, but just like what you're saying, it sucks too that there are so many guys who really did work. And the thing is, I know that there's a lot of people that want to sit there and say, "Hey, um, shut up! You got your scholarship paid for, and you got everything. You know all that. Like you should not complain." Those but people the, don't matter. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, when you sign your name on a dotted line to go to a university to play football, not only are you doing it to get your education paid for, but you're doing it to help uplift the university. Because the fact of the matter is, when it comes to these football programs, or basketball, or baseball, depending, but usually football, the reason why they can do a lot of their initiatives with the university is because of the football program. And you're bleeding for the university. You are bleeding for the university. So it it so when just like we were saying earlier it might have been off uh off uh, um when we weren't recording but off pod yeah, off, off pod, pod <laughs> off pod uh, when it comes to these guys who have these very strong opinions about what matter they have these strong opinions because they're like I bled for this school. Like, forget you cheering in the stands or you having a beer at Tubby's or whatever. I literally gave blood to make this university into what it is. So I care a lot. Like, you know, just like I told you, there's nothing that I would ever do to make sure that uh, my standing with K-State would be screwed up in any way so I could yeah. never come back. Yeah. Forget what? I love Manhattan. Football was it was. Like, it was what it was. It wasn't the best experience for me. It wasn't. Straight up. But um, my experience outside of football was best time of my life. Like, I love Manhattan. Love it. Oh, my God. And the university was great. The sporting staff, everybody involved was great. Um, 
but it, it, it sucks that people really view these things. Like when guys say something like this, like, oh, they're just being negative or they don't care about things. Like they're the people who care the most. Like how many of you guys have actually like bled for the school? Not me. Like, Not me. I've paid a lot of money, but that doesn't really <laughs> matter. Like it's – that doesn't – that's the only thing that's keeping me going to the games right now. Is like, oh god, I bought these season tickets. I can't. We'll let them go to waste. But. <laughs> but 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 we'll move on from that, Reggie. I hope we can get you on another pod so we can go oh, deeper god, we into all this. I mean, yeah, we can. Don't even hope for it. It's yeah. happening. So we'll, we'll work Reggie's on scheduling coming that. back. We're, we'll work on scheduling that so we can <laughs> dive deeper into it. But let's try to you know get get a little bit uh, compare and contrast. Just what was the number one biggest difference between your year with Bill and then your time with Ron. What's the biggest difference between uh, the two? The biggest difference is um, I could use the restroom one more time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> should we should should we just keep talking while he's at the restroom? No, this or? is getting really long. You should pause it. Okay, it's getting long, guys. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after these messages. And we're back. Reggie has emptied his bladder once more. He's the man. <laughs> um, <laughs> you should have um, these like written in, like written in bathroom breaks. The, the, the next time I we know, have you on, we'll have them scheduled. Okay, we're gonna have great. scheduled bathroom great. breaks. Um, so we we left off on um, uh, wanting you to describe the difference between playing for Ron, uh, Ron and Bill. Oh, that's easy. Um, with Coach Snyder, for better or worse, he's gonna be honest with you. If he doesn't like you, he's going to tell you, I don't like you. And he'll tell you exactly why, because you do this. Coach Prince, he will lie straight into your face and then do some backhanded stuff to undermine you in the end, um, just like with me. Um, <laughs> when I got to Arizona, I had a scout come up to me at the end of the season, and he said, hey, man, like, I'm so glad that we picked you up. We were going to draft you, but – you know, you had so many red flags coming out because your head coach said that you couldn't pick up a playbook and you're injury prone. I never missed a game at K-State. Ever. I was just about to say. If you I never back, missed if you, a game. If you look at your stats, how can you be injury prone playing 13, 12, and 12 uh, games to end your and career? And he said I could not pick up a playbook, which was the biggest slap in the face, given I was the only one who knew the defense. Well, now you're writing the your only own one. books. <laughs> it was crazy. Man, we told you. Um, to well, like, we can dive into that we told like you to later. Like skip this question. Yeah, Thank we can. Di- we can dive into that. that we can. We can dive into that. Later. That was a great yeah. answer. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to dive into the next time we talk to you. Um, let's let's just you know. I'd say 100 percent of our listeners have never been the NFL. So just give us the biggest thing that folks don't know about playing in the NFL or life in the NFL. Oh, easy, easy. Not a hundred. He listens. No, that's true. That's true. Reggie's Reggie's a listener, and he has been certainly in the NFL. Yeah, but but I'm in a very small percentage of people, I guess, and that's capacity. (laughs) This elite capacity. No, but um, uh, the biggest thing that people should understand is any movie, television show, uh, story for the most part that you've heard about the NFL does not convey what the NFL actually is not even close. Not even close. Uh, I had a buddy of mine. We, we call it the the story that they the stories that they always sit there and say on like the ballers or uh, any given Sunday or any of these other shows, it's of three or four guys on a team. That's it. Everyone else 
it is a whole different league. Um, it doesn't matter what contract you sign. If you're not in the elite money um, arena things, top three or four guys, you cannot do what you want us to do. You cannot say what you want to say. You cannot be yourself. Um, it is a day-to-day job in every every way, shape, or form that I'm saying this. Um, you could go out on Sunday, get three sacks, come in on Monday. Um, you know, everything's great. Tuesday, you might watch the film. Wednesday, ah, you know, since we're playing a tough opponent, we're going to bring up the fact that you did these two horrible things <laughs> that really aren't horrible, but they're bad. They're, or whatever. They, wasn't, they weren't the best. But, you know, we're going to harp on these things so badly, so much that um, we're going to get in your mind that you might not have a job on Sunday. But we're going to do that with other people, too. And guess what we're also going to do? Those other guys who made little mistakes, like say a guy didn't take a step or two right or uh, missed one block and a guy got a five-yard gain instead of a seven, he's gone. He's gone. Like, never to play again. Never, like, never was first round or second round, third, whatever, draft pick this or that is gone. So you're sitting, you're coming into this environment every day knowing, hey, I could do something good, but if I do anything bad, no matter bad step, um, didn't get my head around tackling guy, even though I tackled him for a five-year loss, anything that they can use against you as ammo to get you out of there, they're going to use it. And you're in this place every day. And then all that all everyone's going to sit there and hear on the outside is the story of like a Odell who can go out and be whoever he wants and have his hair a certain way and do all these crazy things and not understanding that he is probably one or three guys on that team who can do that. Everyone you know, else, you know if they also, did that, is never having a job. You know who again. also had his hair a certain way? Troy Palomalo. Fuck oh that guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he was also in that 3% too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I want everyone to sit there and really notice when you watch a game, the guys who are really, really candid in their responses, how much money they're making. And notice all the responses you get from everyone else. Who's not making that money? And you tell me if I'm lying. You, you see it, hey, I, I'm not getting this money. You think I'm about to come out here and be a distraction? Oh, yeah, right. You can double that money on my bookie, though. <laughs> Promo code boys twenty five. All right, Reggie. It's time for the moment of the moment of the pod. Uh, we we had Travis on. He told us some really good K State stories. Um, you gotta you gotta you gotta beat Travis, man. Give us a story from your time back at K State that the Boneheads would love to get a kick out of. Um, you got any good stories backed up for us? I have so many good stories. I have so many really bad stories. Well, hey, uh, you're going to come on again, but tell us one now. Okay, I'm just wondering how reckless I'm going to be with this. Uh, <laughs> as reckless as you want to be. We've already been dropping um, tons of F-bombs. So be just, as reckless as you want to be to preview the next pod. Yes. you got to get people coming back. Leave everyone with – give us a juicy story and make them – after they turn this off, be like – when are they getting Reg back on the pod? Okay. Um, so there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see Reggie's face right now. Oh my god! I think he's having um, almost as fun of a time as we are right um, now. 
Yeah, because a lot of people just didn't know this stuff was happening, and I am an open <laughs> book um, to a lot of this stuff, not all of it, but um, uh, okay. You so, got me on the edge so, of my seat. Okay, so when I was at K-State, I will be honest, um, I'm not running away from it, but when I played, when I was at K-State, I was... <sighs> borderline crazy guy. Um, crazy guy. You don't say. Borderline. Um, <laughs> I just didn't care about a lot. Like, um, not like dangerous, suicidal, or anything like that. Um, but I'm going to be myself all the time. Um, I understand. You know, just like say you were my parents. I'm going to be probably myself at. You know, the volume is at three. But if I'm going to be around my friends, I'm going to be myself. Volume's maybe 11, you know. But I'm going to be myself for whatever that is. And um, so I, I used to work at Tubby's. <laughs> and I was a door guy at Tubby's. And I met this guy named Casey Walker. Um, I hope he's listening to this. Shout out to Casey Walker. You can come <laughs> on the pod whenever you want. <laughs> we got really trashed one night. And I found out about, uh, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this, but uh, this maneuver that he would do <laughs> when he got really, really trashed. Um, and he would do this thing called the elephant. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm instantly regretting saying this. No, nah, um, man, you got you to gotta go have to finish roll the story it, now. Baby. Uh <laughs> all right. All right. Oh my god! All right, all right. We, we we had we had to stop. We had to stop because it we, was too much for Reggie. It was, it was too he much for him. Uh, uh, we couldn't quite do it. So, all right, give us. Reggie right. has to give us another story because the last one was just too. It, it was about to go a little too crazy. Yeah, we didn't. He couldn't yeah, do it. It was too bad um, <laughs> because it's a really great story, but. We'll tell it all. We'll, uh, we'll tell it all. We'll it has to happen sometime. We'll put it in our pocket, yeah. okay? Because I would like people to know this. But <laughs> they do we'll save it for the next right, one. Okay, That's we'll a perfect tease. <laughs> I just can't. Um, okay. So my senior year, we're playing. Um, we just go out and we warm up. We're about to play Nebraska. Everyone's pretty pumped. We think we have a really good chance. And uh, we're wearing these jerseys, and we're going out and warming up. And guys had been hearing uh, whispers that, hey, we might wear a different uniform for this game, right? So <laughs> and we warm up and come back in, and we see all our pads have uh, the purple pants and the purple jerseys. And guys are, like, losing it, like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like, we're getting with the times. This is awesome. Yeah. Man, and... Uh, you know, so I think a lot of guys thought that we we're just going to steamroll through Nebraska because, you know, we had purple pants. And uh, Nebraska getting, di- getting, didn't, um, they didn't give two shits about that. They didn't give the honest. memo. Um, they did not. Um, I remember. <laughs> the fourth quarter. And I had gotten hurt. I don't know how the hell I got hurt, but I got hurt and they told me I couldn't go back in. And I'm sitting on the sideline with my buddy. And how I was in games is I was never give up. Like, even if we're living losing 50 to 
zero in with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, I'm still like, we can do it. Like, I'm that guy. Like, we can do it. Like, come on. Yeah, blah, blah. And my buddy was sitting next to me, and he said, hey, bro. I was like, I got to get back in the game. And he was just like, you can't even bend your knee, bro. <laughs> and I said, I still got to do this. Like, I got to sell out. We need this. He said, look at the score. And I looked up. I was like, man, we're down by 40 points. He was like, what are you going to do? There's a minute left. It's not going to happen. And I just looked down at the ground and was just like, you know, that was the first time it kind of hit me like, maybe we can't win every game. Like, maybe this is not possible. But and then I immediately got pissed because they didn't respect the fact that we had purple pants. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and for the record, I loved those purple pants. Yeah, I did. I, did. Yeah, I really I did. did. Until we took a curb stomping. But y'all, y'all ruined purple pants probably for yeah. rest of eternity. Yeah, probably for life. That's yeah. okay. Um, well, damn, Reggie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to hear the story that we had to cut out. Um, eventually, maybe. I gotta um, fill out. I gotta figure out a way to uh, talk about. Talk about the elephant. The elephant <laughs> in G-rated. Um, well, this isn't a G-rated podcast, but I do yeah, understand what but, you're trying to say. Oh, man, it's so bad. Well, tell so us, bad. tell us off the pod. But it's we'll such tell you. a funny. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you off. I'll After tell you off. we hit pause, let us know. Uh, before we sign off, tell all the boneheads where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you're doing some stuff with KCHD.TV. Did you say you have a book coming out? Just give us a quick rundown of everything. So all the boneheads can follow you for the rest of your life. Okay, so on Twitter, my tag is rwalkercoaching. Um, on Instagram, it is, you say I'm looking this up because I don't pay attention to it that much. It is rwalk56. Um, I have a book. It's coming out um, in a couple months. It's going through the revisioning process, but it's... I can't even believe I can say that I wrote a book. I'm going to have to get that. Yeah, but it's really just about how to go through the college athletics process um, correctly. Um, Going through it myself, I saw so many people fail for so many reasons. Um, The big reason that a lot of people don't understand is you're not going to just get through it because of talent. There's... A lot of honestly, it's such a small percentage of like the reason why you actually make it is yeah. because of talent. And I wanted to create a book to help people understand that side of things, more of the business side, the political side of things, um, and to also like present the questions that they need to be answering while they're going through it. Um, but yeah, that's coming out. It's going to be called "The Game Within the Games." Um, That's a fire title. That is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about That's a great title. The, the game with, because that's what it is. It's the game within the games, like the stuff that only you guys know is going God on. God damn, that's everyone, a good title. Yeah. And um, I feel as if I'm a master of understanding what that game is because given I had a guy who never wanted to play me, never started what more than half a season in college, and then Still you play in the NFL. Yeah, I was going to say you turned my third year in you NFL. turned that into a seven year NFL yeah. career team captain. It it's insane, and I'm still kind of in shock that here we are sitting in the best brewery in Kansas City with you after all that. It's it's uh, just t- been trust amazing. me, I ain't shit. So it's um, uh, no, you're, I, you're, you are. <laughs> you're, 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 it, it's been amazing, and uh, and you're doing the pregame show correct on yep, KCH. I'm doing that, and it's it's uh, G rated. 
and um, <laughs> it should be G-rated. This <laughs> everyone can hear it in the stadium, and there's kids. But that's great, and I, I'm really lucky to have that opportunity through K-State HDTV. Yeah, so go check that out. That's perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Um, to all the boneheads out there, we love you guys unconditionally. Uh, Grant, take us out. Yeah, seriously, Reggie. You are the man. I can't wait to get you on again. Uh, let's do it. we got to schedule it right after this. And yeah, I can't wait to hear it. all your stories yeah. right now after I'm about to hit. <laughs> okay. Right now I'm about to hit. I'm about to hit. Stop. I'm about to hit. Stop recording. Meet me at the Cathead. Sports Social Podcast Network.